What's up then listeners? Welcome to another episode of the Midge and the Keg NFL podcast. Uh, host as usual, Billy. Alongside me, Jimbo. Hi guys. And we've got two guests with us today, guys. Introducing the Indianapolis Colts episode with uh, Derek and Cody. How's it going, everyone? Thanks for having us. Glad you can uh, be joining us. And just to point out, guys, this is our first episode of us going into the off-season. So we're going to be trying to cover every single team. I'm going to have a guest for every team that we're trying to cover, uh, hopefully before the draft. Knock on wood, we'll get there uh, before that happens. We'll see how we go. But we're going to be doing this. So there's going to be a lot of episodes coming up every week for us on our podcast. So keep an eye out for that one. So, guys, we're going to, we'll go straight into it. So... I mean, overall, you know, you guys, you know, finished 11 and 5. Unfortunately, just missed out on that division title. But quite a balanced team. You know, you guys got to wild cards. In my opinion, you were quite unfortunate against Buffalo. You know, Philip Rivers having a good year. You found a nice, nice stud in Jonathan Taylor as running back. I mean, overall, how do you guys feel uh, as a a season as a whole? How do you think it went? Well, I mean, it it was certainly interesting to say the least. Cody predicted the record correctly at 11 and five. I said 10 and six. So they, they met my expectations and, you know, it was a classic understanding of that. It was a a bunch of new pieces and it started out slow, but Indianapolis was still stringing out uh, wins. And then when the offense really started figuring it out, it really started going uh, the direction that we wanted. And, People were saying, you know, this is a team that nobody really wants to face right now. Indianapolis is the real deal. They're, they have what it takes to put up against anybody right now. Sure enough, we were able to. We kept it close with Buffalo. But like you said, just unfortunately, just what didn't execute well enough to win that game. So, you know, I'm not going to make excuses for it. We, we didn't execute better than Buffalo did. And that's ultimately why we lost. But I, I really like the direction that this team's headed. They have a top 10 defense. They got a great offensive line and some young pieces that are growing, just need to figure out a couple more things. And I, and this season was definitely what I uh, wanted to see for us going forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I agree with you there. I mean, it was right on par with what we thought they could be. And I honestly thought, even though they had the same record, they kind of exceeded some expectations for me in certain ways, especially Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, they both, And even Julian Blackman, they all like the rookies, some of those younger guys, they really exceeded those expectations for me. Um, And now, like you said, like there's a lot of young pieces, a lot of guys under, you know, 25 and under uh, that are key parts of this team. So uh, it's exciting because this team is very young. Um, They need obviously a few different pieces that really key positions. But overall felt like it was a really, uh, really solid season for a team that, you know, a year ago missed out on the playoffs at seven and nine. You know, you had a few pieces there and, I thought overall it was a, a nice season for for the Colts here in, in 2020. So, yeah, I think that's what makes it so good. Really, the you know the rookie contract you've got, you've got some cheap guys that you can build around. Obviously, Taylor's going to be on that rookie contract for a little bit going forward, and looks quite a promising situation, really. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of guys on this team that are still on their rookie contracts. I mean, after this year. You know, I mean, Nelson and Darius Leonard, those guys are still on their rookie contracts. Braden Smith, I mean, the majority of this team is still on a rookie contract. So, you know, this next offseason, Indianapolis is going to have a lot of questions to fill when it comes to the bank 
and everything else. I mean, I think the majority of Colts nation will tell you uh, the same on who needs to be resigned and the main guys, but you know, there's some guys that we'll probably miss because, you know, the Colts have one of the best cap situations, but that's just because the team's so young and we're not, uh, we're not paying anybody currently. So, you know, I, I think that it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with these. And you're right, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, Julian Blackman, those guys, I mean, it, it's going to be phenomenal to have them and have them learn in this system while not paying them that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, yeah, you look at this team in terms of just the youth and like I say with everyone on them rookie contracts, I mean, other than a few pieces, obviously, We'll get into the whole quarterback situation in just a moment. Obviously, Philip Rivers retiring, having a good year with you guys uh, with that offense. And like you say, with that with that youth you have, I mean, you, you respectively, like I say, you've got top 10 in both sides of the ball. So that moving forward is, is just great. I mean, it's just like you say, you've got a few couple pieces. Like I say, we'll go into the contract sort of situation now. Obviously, Philip Rivers has announced he's retiring. You know, that's um, obviously he had a great year. I mean, I think, I, I think personally, I think a lot of people... We're expecting him to, to be okay. You know, I don't, I don't know how you guys felt when you signed him. I think he was a great signing for your situation because you were in like a win-now mode. You had some nice little pieces and some rookies that have been playing well in, within, their, within their draft range. So when you think about that, moving forwards, I'm going to ask you guys, how do you feel about the quarterback situation moving forward? What would you like to see Chris Ballard do in terms of trying to resolve the quarterback situation? Cody, why don't you go ahead and start with that one? Okay. All right. Um, so I have a couple of different scenarios here. And this is interesting because Chris Ballard just recently was talking about, you know, the Super Bowl window that a lot of people say Colts had that Super Bowl window. It's been open. Chris Ballard says, I feel like it's just starting to open now. So kind of hearing what he said there, it's interesting to me that, that he made that statement. And it kind of tells me that, you know, either the Colts could go after somebody like a Sam Darnold, right? I don't know how much he would cost. Um, probably cost substantially less than trading up in the draft, which I think is another option. But those would be my top two options for the Colts. I mean, if they do feel like they're just like a quarterback away, then maybe a Derek Carr would be in play for that. But honestly, I feel like the Colts are going to go for a young guy at, uh, at quarterback, especially because, like we said, you're going to have to pay some of these guys coming up. It would be nice to have your quarterback who, you know, you'd hope you're going to pay a mega deal a couple of years down the road have him on his rookie contract for a few years while you handle some of these other contracts. So uh, I think, yeah, that, that's kind of my preference. Derek, I'm curious on yours. Yeah. I mean, you, you said it right there. I mean, there's just very few options for the Colts to actually go with at this point. I think that trading up to get one of the top, you know, four quarterbacks that are in this draft, I think is the best option unless you want to go with a guy like Sam Darnold, who obviously has a lot of still raw potential talent that's yet to be unlocked. Who knows if he's even going to leave. And then, you know, we've heard a lot of the Wentz rumors, but it sounds like there's just way too much uh, into it for at this point that the Colts probably won't go for it because Ballard's not into the habit of bidding for players when it comes to things like that. So yeah, I'm sticking with, with what Cody said. I mean, you know, Derek Carr, and Sam Darnold make the most sense in free agency wise. And then, you know, trading up in for a quarterback, I think is probably the most likely scenario that we see. Yeah. So if you, if you're thinking about trading up, is it a case of sort of bringing back Brissett on a, sort of a one year deal to sort of bridge that gap or bringing someone like Fitzpatrick, a like veteran, um, you know, just to help, help that sort of. 
it's it's interesting because you know there's been a lot of reports that Jacoby Brissett wants to go somewhere where he can actually play. You know, I don't think that the Colts, even though Chris Ballard states that he thinks Brissett can be in the mix, I don't know if he really truly believes that. I think he's saying that to you know because they like they like him as a teammate, they like him as a player. I just don't think he's starting material. And of course, Ballard's not going to say bad things about a guy that's a staple in the locker room. I would love to keep him around on a, on a, uh, on a friendly deal as a backup and, you know, keep him in the locker room. Cause he's just such a great person and you can bring him in in situational type uh, areas, but yeah, the, the contract that you see there, there's just no yeah. way that they're paying him anywhere remotely close to that next year. I mean, you know, they did under the assumption that he was going to be their quarterback for two years. And then, you know, Philip Rivers comes in. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, realistically, you've got, you know, at least half his contract, if not more, really, haven't you, to be able to keep him around for another year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I kind of think if you're going to trade up for a guy, just let him play. Don't go get a veteran. You know what I mean? I know the yeah. Dolphins, did a bit, but if you're going to trade all that draft capital to get a guy that you firmly believe in and love, just let him grow and let him learn. Um, Cause if it, you believe that you're just entering your Super Bowl window, well, I feel like you have the opportunity to maybe have a year where it's more of a learning year. You're still maybe competitive and maybe you do make the playoffs, but as that quarterback continues to progress, you could probably afford to do that. Cause you're going to have, you have so many young guys you can build on for the next five to 10 years. Yeah. I think your line is, your line's fairly solid as well. You know, for a, for a rookie guy to come in, obviously, you know, maybe add a sort of left tackle to the situation. But apart from that, it's quite a solid line for a guy to learn behind. Yeah, massively. I think just a bone there, guys. So you've got, I mean, if you look at teams that, are, you know, that we know they're going to draft a quarterback in this draft, you know, you've got the Jags that are probably going to take Trevor Lawrence. That's pretty much a given. You've got someone that the Jets could probably look at, possibly in Justin Fields. There's going to be a lot of quarterbacks taken early. But in their situation, you know, the Jags, you know, they're terrible at the moment. They're in the rebuild mode. They've got a lot of pieces to fill. You've got the same with a few other teams, including the Jets. And you think, to me, this this seems like a perfect situation for a younger guy because there's a lot of pieces here. Like I say, it's the, one of the youngest teams in the league. We've just been through that. But the, I think that offensive line is a massive like selling point as well as the run game. Because if Jonathan Taylor can keep producing with what he's been doing from his rookie year, then it just seems like it'd be such a perfect situation for someone like a you know, say if you did trade up and get someone like a Zach Wilson, or even say someone like Trey Lance drops down to you guys in, in the mid in the mid first round, which would be quite an interesting selling point. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Maybe someone like him dropping to you at your draft spot to take it. It would be quite quite enticing. I think maybe if Ballard would have to uh, to figure it out and maybe take a chance on someone. Yeah, Cody, what you got on that one? Because I, I think I think Trey Lance is a good option, but only if he fell. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He's more of a more of a project than those other guys for sure. If I'm training up, I'm wanting to get Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, and then Trey Lance is more of a if he falls. You know, Mac Jones. I know he's been a name that's been rumored around the Colts. I don't know if I'd even want him at 21. Honestly, that would be interesting if they did draft him. But yeah, for sure, Trey Lance. I don't know if I'd want to trade up for him. It's kind of like iffy for me, but certainly not Mac Jones. No, thank you. Bye. Definitely not. I think I look at it, I'll disagree because you, you quite like Matt Jones, don't you? Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> it depends on where he falls. It depends on where he falls, yeah. like you said. But I think, yeah, for that situation. Pass interference, defense, automatic first down. 
We'll go straight into into the contracts, Jim. But I think you've got up on your screen there. I mean, yeah. out of the key names here, guys, you know, you've got sixty six plus mil in the cap to use. Who would you like to use it on? What do you think is the main players you'd like to re-sign? You know, what what are you looking at in terms of positions there that you think are key for next year to keep on that roster next year? Cody, I think we can both agree here on the first four there uh, outside of Jacoby and Phillip from T.Y. to Malik. I think we're he and I are both in agreement here that we would like to keep T.Y. on a decent deal. And then, you know, Malik Hooker we think is gone. Um, he's just not – the same safety we got when we drafted him. And then Cody and I have been back and forth on Justin Houston and Danico Autry. I don't know like how you feel Cody about it. Cause me personally, I'd love to keep them both, but I don't think we do. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough, man. Especially with the connection with Ballard from Houston or you know, with Justin Houston from Kansas city. Uh, personally, I, if I had to keep one, I'd probably keep Autry because he's still very productive. And he plays multiple positions, too. He's played some three technique. He's played some defensive end. But uh, I would like to keep both of them just because you can never have enough pass rushers, right? So, but yeah, that's going to be tough, honestly. Um, If we can keep both of them, great. But I also understand the argument of, like, you want to get a dominant player in there. So, it's it's, it's really going to be interesting to see what the Colts do there. But I think we'd prefer, yeah, for sure, to keep them both. Yeah, I think from an outsider's uh, point of view, it's a lot of money to be paying two sort of veteran pass rushers. Mm-hmm. The, the production's going to start to drop off a little bit. You know, you've got Houston on a big contract, you've got Ultra on a big contract as well. I think if you were to choose the one you said, Ultra, would you prefer, did you say? Yeah, yeah I said Ultra, yeah. Because uh, he's a little bit younger, he's position flexible, you know, he's a little bit flashy, so like sometimes he'll he'll have like two sack games and then he'll go like a couple weeks without a sack, but yeah. he's just piece in there for you and i think i completely agree with the ty hilton you know he's an experienced guy and probably good to be around the locker room as well really if you can get him on a sort of a one or two year yeah yeah he says he wants to be on a two-year deal because he says it's going to be his last contract that he ever signs he says that after this two years whatever team he signs with it's going to be the end for him he knows when to call it quits and i think he knows that after it's over it's done for him Massively. I think one name that's quite interesting to me that I saw look at this list a little bit is um, uh, Malik Hooker. I mean, been a bit of a situation. But I mean, he I mean, he suffered a bit from injuries. I think he hasn't lived massively up to the potential. I can't remember exactly whereabouts you picked him in the first round, but I remember you picked him fairly, fairly high. 15th, I, I believe. 15th I in the 2000. Yeah, 2017. Yeah. yeah. You know, and. He's shown flashes. I've, I've seen him some games. He's done good. I think, you know, injuries have obviously came back. Would you Do you think he's worth maybe bringing back on maybe a short-term deal or possibly another sort of prove-it-year deal? Or do you think, do you think you'll let him go? I, I think he's wanting to go somewhere else. I, I think he's wanting to go somewhere else where he's going to get paid because he's still young and he's still got, you know, all that potential. I mean, it's just, you know, to depend on him to last a whole year – and not in, in, he's not the kind of safety you want in this kind of system. I mean, it's just not, it's just not a recipe for success for him. And that's not a knock against him. It's just, he is just not the kind of safety you want to put in that kind of system. And, you know, it comes to these next four guys that, you know, when you talk about the secondary, you know, Xavier Rhodes is one that I think Cody and I both agree we want to bring him back. I think that's the um, 
that's the big one for Ballard. Ballard said that he wants to bring him back. They're just working on, you know, how much to actually pay him. Cause yeah. you know, they, they have the, they have the age argument on their side, right? He's about to be 32 years old. So he's older, but he was one of the best corners in the league last year when he played. So, you know, that he's still got something left in him. So how much do you gauge that? And then LaRaven Clark, Cody and I have both said he's gone. We don't want him back. He's, he's terrible. We don't want him. <laughs> Just look back to the Steelers game uh, from last oh. year and then remind me again. And then Savon Wilson, aging safety just not unless you can get him again on another veteran deal you don't bring him back yeah. and then uh tj carry i don't think would be too hard to bring back i don't think he's going to ask for much more than what he got last year but he showed in situational football that he can be a good corner when need be yeah i think uh javier rhodes uh, he you know he's he's taken that one year prove it deal last year he has proved it and i think he's going to want to get paid this year it just really depends really whether you're going to I mean, corner is probably a position of need for you. It it probably depends whether you're going to actually sort of pay the money for him, really, I'd, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, especially because, you know, the last two seasons before this, he'd been pretty rough and it'd been a rough couple of years for him. He'd been dealing with some injuries. So it's kind of like, do we pay him a multi-year deal if that's potentially going to happen with how old he's getting? I know he was really good last year, but, you know, you got to weigh that out. And if he's wanting to, go out in free agency and get a huge contract. I don't think the Colts are going to do that, honestly. Yeah. Maybe better to go a different way. I think definitely in the draft, I think there are some nice corners in the draft that you guys, that could definitely be in your guys' range, especially even Mm -hmm. in the first round, depending on what you decide to do in free agency. Say if you don't bring Rhodes back, maybe he goes to try and find that bigger contract somewhere else. And then say, you know, there's some nice young corners in this draft. I think it may be around, around where you're picking that you don't have to trade up. Could be a nice fit. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about that. Obviously, there's a few positions in need, um, but we'll go sort of into that a little bit. So if we start off with free agency first, anyone particularly, I know obviously, you know, it's very early stages, everything with free agency. We don't know who's going to resign with who, who we think is going to resign and, and going on the market. But who would you guys like to see you? I'll say, if you guys got some money, who would you like them to see spend some money on in free agency in terms of position of need? Yeah, I mean, what, what are the main needs, really? I mean, we've talked, we've touched upon quarterback, really, is a massive need. I believe sort of a left tackle. Am I, am I right? I mean, what, what, what are your sort of main needs? Go ahead, Cody. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, left tackle definitely is need. So, quarterbacks 1A, left tackles 1B. Uh, I do think potentially, like, wide receiver could be a position of need as well, depending on what happens with T.Y. Do you bring him back? Do you not bring him back? Uh, even if you do, you might still want to address it in free agency too. Um, just continue to add talent there. Tight end, I know the Colts have been rumored for some of those tight ends. So like a Hunter Henry, a Zach Ertz, one of those guys maybe, maybe even Johnu Smith uh, as well. Uh, wide receivers, I know there's a lot of them, uh, like a Chris Godwin or Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay. Corey Davis even would be a guy that I'd be potentially interested in kicking the tires on. Uh, there's a lot of names in free agency, honestly. And uh, that's why I'm kind of like more prone to say just address it in free agency if you're going to address it because you have so many other needs, you know, left tackle, quarterback, premium position needs um, and cornerback too uh, as well. And I think that's more of a draft type of thing um, unless you sign a guy in free agency, maybe another veteran guy, you sign him or something like that. 
Uh, pass rush is definitely the biggest need on defense for sure. You got to find a guy on the edge. Uh, the Colts have not had a dominant edge guy. They've had some pretty decent guys recently, like Justin Houston. Uh, he's been the big one. And then uh, they've had some other guys who have flashed, but haven't really had a dominant pass rusher in a while. So I would say for me, those are my biggest positions of need for the Colts. Derek, do you have anything to add on to that? Yeah, I mean, left tackle and uh, edge is pretty much it. I mean, that's the guys that you want to talk about. And, you know, cornerback, I think even a second or third round pick, there's still guys in the cornerback group that, you know, the Colts can still get a pretty decent one. You know, we've heard a name of uh, Paulson Adebo that could be a second or third rounder that we think that Ballard might really try to go for. But, you know, I think – yeah, if there's a if there's a position that I would like the Colts to address in free agency, and there's some guys that I know that are capable of performing, and you know you're going to have to spend some money on them, do it on the edge. Please do that. There's Bud Dupree. There's Shaquille Barrett. Those kinds of guys, I would absolutely be on board for Ballard paying twenty plus million dollars a year to go out and say, "Go get me a proven commodity." especially Shaquille Barrett. I mean, he's going to, he's going to get paid this year. He was one of the most underrated edge rushers in all of the NFL this year. We saw what he just did yesterday against Kansas city. I mean, this guy's going to get paid over 20 million this next year. And if we're going to pay something like that, we're paying to Forrest Buckner 21 million a year. And you know, he, he's the second best defensive tackle in all of football. I mean, just get one of the better edge rushers in the game for another 20. I mean, you got to you gotta take big risks, and that's one that would help us get after the quarterback. So I'm perfectly fine with edge rush being addressed in free agency. Yeah, I think you're in such a good position this year with a free agency, really, because obviously at the moment it's projected to drop to about $175 million, which is quite a big drop from last season, the actual total cap. So... Where you've got this excess money, there's going to be a lot of teams trying to that aren't going to be able to re-sign their guys, their best, their big, big sort of earners. And I think where you've got this money, you're the you know second best in cap space this year currently. You you can be competitive in free agency and players like Shaq Barrett and Bud Dupree, like you mentioned. Yeah, I think that's Shaq, Shaq Barrett for me was was brilliant yesterday. You know, he got a lot of pressure on Mahomes. I think it was a crazy stat that he ran for like 470 yards trying to evade. The pass rush yesterday. <laughs> Trying to evade tackles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just insane. <laughs> but yeah, like like you like you pointed out, Cody, like you can't have enough pass rushes. I mean, we've been screaming at that to our beloved Falcons at the moment because we've had no pass rush for about, I don't know, probably ever since I've ever followed them. We've never had anyone get to the quarterback other than Big Beasley and John Abraham. And you just want it's always good to have and I say can't get enough pass rushes. Even if even if you guys obviously address that and you say you maybe get someone like Shaquille Barrett, maybe a Bud Dupree would be a nice fit for you. And and don't forget, like you know, you in, in terms of draft position, you can still draft a couple of younger guys as well. Like I say, you, you, Chris Ballard's done an excellent job. Uh, I'm sure you guys can agree with exactly how, the way you're going with such a young roster under all these rookie contracts playing so well that you're in this win position now mode. And you know, you look at like someone possibly like in the draft, you look at you know, defensive ends. Uh, I can't remember the guy from Michigan. I think it's Quitty Pay, you know, someone like that, that maybe could be a decent spot for you in the first round. But yeah, I think it's definitely someone right on the edge. I mean, the, my my favourite free agency, pending if he re-signs, 
is someone like, you know, Trent Williams. If Trent Williams is on the market, I, I can believe someone is going to pay him. You guys have oh, the yeah. money. Would you, I mean, I, I, I can imagine you guys would like to take him in a heartbeat for Trent Williams. I, I, I know I'd yeah. pay him massively. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, because our offensive line is like pretty good the way it is now. It's not like we absolutely need a left tackle to the point where we're desperately throwing money out. But I mean, again, you know, if, if you feel that your team is right there and you know you can get him, then, you know, for two, three years, you know he's going to be good. And he obviously is one of the best left tackles in the game when he's healthy. And, you know, you can afford to – it keeps you from having to worry too much about the left tackle now because if you decide to draft a left tackle in, let's say, the second round and you want to uh, make that guy learn behind somebody like Trent Williams, then, you know, they learn and then they take over afterwards. And then, you know, Trent Williams was a great piece to learn from. They He solidifies the offensive line, be the best offensive line in football still – and then, you know, things of that nature. I mean, I would much rather address the left tackle in the draft if I would have my way, just because I don't think there's a, there's not a ton of left tackles that I wonder, but I think Cody and I, and Cody, you can disagree with me on this, or you can tell me if you have a differing opinion, but I think Cody and I would love Orlando Brown from the Ravens because Orlando Brown stated, I'm not resigning as a right tackle. You, you can't make me, I'm leaving. I, I'm not going to play anything but left tackle and the Ravens can't pay him as a left tackle because they have Ronnie Stanley. So Orlando Brown's name could be on the trade block and that would be great. Orlando Brown's a a somewhat younger piece. He's a very good tackle. I mean, he would be just a solid transition and you could pay him because you know, he's going to stick around for a while and perfect. That's exactly where you want him. So yeah, I mean, especially with how deep this tackle class is, I kind of compare it to the wide receiver class last year, right, where in any other year, some of these guys would be going in the first round. But just because there's so many good prospects, some of these guys might fall to the second or third round. So I would totally be okay if you draft the guy not in the first round. You can still get a first-round talent potentially at left tackle. It's just there's just so many good guys here that I think the Colts almost have to get a guy here in first to third round, honestly. Yeah, I mean, if when it when the class is that you know deep, it, it does make sense to address it in the draft. I think there's, I think I was reading the other day that there's potentially like nine guys that could potentially go in and. Yeah, yeah, that's not a, a that's job. not a joke either. That's that's totally yeah. true. I mean, this I think the sixth or seventh guy on my left tackle board, uh, a lot of people are saying he could be going in the middle of the first round if somebody really liked him that much. <laughs> Like, I mean, come on, <laughs> that's just yeah. insane. You know, like how many, how many more guys can you get in the first round? I mean, not everybody's going to be taking a left tackle in the first round. So you're right. A couple of these guys will be dropping into the second, potentially third round if nobody's <laughs> taking a left tackle. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense to go there. I mean, another um, need you talked about then a wide receiver. I think Adam Robinson is, is going to be obviously quite highly gone after this year. I think the Bears are going to struggle to renew him with their contract situation quarterback, uh, especially if they go after uh, Went. Um, I mean, is he a guy that you've got any interest in? Cody, go ahead and start. Oh, yeah, certainly. Uh, the question is like, okay, eventually you're, you know, you're going to run out of cap room. So do you take a wide receiver? Do you pay him all that money? He's been phenomenal, though. Like, yeah, from a talent standpoint, absolutely. I would take him any 
all the time. Like I would take him. Um, but yeah, the question is how much is he going to want and can you afford with all the contracts that are coming up to pay a guy like Allen Robinson, the kind of money he's probably going to want. Yeah. We, we've been hearing 25 million a year and you know, for the production that he's been doing with the bears, that totally makes sense. I mean, this guy had 154 targets last year and 102 catches and only 68% of the throws that were at his direction were actually catchable. So, I mean, this guy is just an absolute monster. He's a great guy. And, you know, he's a guy that definitely deserves 20 million a year. It's just, are the Colts going to actually want to spend that kind of money on a, that kind of wide receiver, right? Because, yeah, in, in two, three years, all of our salary cap's going to be gone. So you just don't know if that's going to happen. But again, if the Colts think they're close and they want to add another offensive piece, Allen Robinson would be just the absolute perfect piece. But I see a bunch of other names on this list that, you know, are really, really good. I mean, I like Brasad Perryman. Uh, Marvin Jones has been a name that I've been interested in. Um, I think, yeah, like Cody said, Corey Davis, that's another great one. You know, Demarcus Robinson, because I don't know if they're going to actually bring him back as well. Uh, Curtis Samuel's been another one that, you know, just another like Paris Campbell kind of guy. He just creates plays when he's in the middle of the field. So, you know, there's a lot of guys here that the Colts can really go after. There's a lot of free agents in the wide receiver class that you wouldn't, you wouldn't have to spend $25 million a yeah. year on. No, massively. Yeah, I think it does look a deep, definitely. deep class there, really, for the uh, yeah. free agency. And Chris Godwin was another one too. I see it down there, but I think I think they're going to try to resign him as best as they yeah. Can. I I can't see him going anywhere the way he sort of performed in this last, you know, in the in the playoff run and yeah, and everything. Yeah. I yeah. think that's definitely ideal. Definitely, I think you've got like you know you point out Curtis Samuel. I mean, we watch him twice a year when we have to watch him play the Panthers. And he's, he's a, he's a nice, he's like a Swiss army knife. I, I, oh yeah. I like he him had and, his way like with him and you guys him. in that last <laughs> matchup too. He had his way yeah. with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bringing Everyone has backs. been, but yeah. <laughs> bad. I'd love the guy. Like he's actually, I mean, I think it was a second round pick. He's like, well, ideal. I think if the Panthers don't bring him back, he'd be an absolute juggernaut of a weapon for you guys, especially like you say, and I think that's the main thing here. This wide receiver free agency class is so deep. We could point out, I think, loads of names. We could be here all day. I mean, I could mention like maybe Will Fuller if he doesn't go back to Houston. Bear in mind, you guys play him twice a year. I think he'd be a nice to sign in. He's a good wide receiver as well. There's I a do lot not of like Will Fuller. I, I can't speak no? to Cody, but I do not like Will Fuller. I, I I love his big playability, but that man cannot stay healthy. It is no, just that, it is a just a call. huge issue. And we as Colts fans know this. The wide receivers have always been stretched thin for us. And I don't need another one of those wide receivers that can't stay on the field for any longer than three games. Yeah. I just, I can't afford it anymore. I can't take any more of those. It hurts my heart. <laughs> Especially yeah, when we've started to have the same it's issue with, uh, with Julio Jones. You know, he's, he's had a few years now where he struggled to stay, stay healthy and it does get frustrating. He's carrying that yeah. offense, man. I mean, I could, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Someone's got to carry it and he's going <laughs> yeah, to get hamstring injuries to, doing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that bad. We won't go into that with us. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about you guys. So moving swiftly <laughs> onto it. So I'll give you guys, um, if you guys, to sort of nearly cap this off. So if you guys had to pick one free agent signing that you guys would like to sign, 
And I'm going to ask who, who you, I'm, I'm guessing you guys have probably done some mock drafts for yourselves. Who would, who have you got taken that you would think you would like in, in, let's call it the first round. Who would you like to see Chris Ballard spend his first round pick on? And who's your, so who would you like to get in free agency with the money you have? Go ahead, Derek. I'm thinking. Okay. Um, I'll say for, for draft scenario, if I had to pick the option would be perfect dream scenario is Justin Fields falling to seven. The Colts come in, take that Lions pick at number seven, and then take Justin Fields. I am a big Buckeye guy. I don't know if you can tell, but uh, Ohio State, you know, (laughs) deciding to destroy Michigan just has a way to my heart. And uh, Justin Fields, I've followed him ever since he's come to Ohio State, and he's just a phenomenal talent. I think he's got, you know, some things he's got to work on. But, I mean, even Lawrence has some things that he still has to – work on a little bit, but you know, I think Justin is exactly what the NFL is trying to get into a guy that can sling it, a guy that can run when need be, you know, a very physical, tough guy. That's not an issue. Um, and in free agency, Oh man. Um, well, I can't say Deshaun Watson because Deshaun Watson's not, I don't, I have no idea what that (laughs) scenario is at this point. You know, you got, it's like the 18-year-old kid and the parents. No one wants to give an edge on who's doing what right now. Watson says, I want nothing to do with you. The parents say, well, you're stuck with us anyway. So, you know, <laughs> you, you can deal with it. So, um, you know, it's kind of that situation. But um, I think just two names that I would absolutely love to go with is Allen Robinson or, uh, or Shaquille Barrett. I mean, those guys specifically – I would just absolutely love to get, I think for the money that they're going to be asking for, you know, it might be difficult for both of those teams to re- uh, resign them. Those would be my two biggest names in free agency. Dang. Uh, you kind of took mine a little bit. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> trade would be my dream scenario in the draft. Either Justin Fields or Zach Wilson. I'm not really like, like I'm not an Ohio state fan. So either guy I'm good with, honestly, but yeah, somewhere you no. Know, so my dream scenario would be like the Jets to stick with Sam Darnold and take like a tackle, right? Take uh, whatever his name is, Sewell, Pen- Penai Sewell at number two, right? And then boom, there's a couple teams there that don't necessarily need a quarterback. Like maybe you trade with like a Cincinnati or a team like that, right? That's wasn't great, but they already kind of have their franchise guy and you go up and you get your guy. Um, that would be kind of a, a dream scenario there before the Panthers, before, you know, some of those other teams that need a quarterback, you just trade up and get your guy there. That would probably be my dream scenario in a draft. One of those two guys uh, in terms of free agency. So I'll kind of stick with the offense and the defense too. I mean, I think a guy like, uh, I mean, Alan Robinson obviously is a name, but like you think of a guy like, I'm not even going to say Chris Godwin because we don't think he's going to leave. Um, but even a guy um, like Kenny Galladay, who probably won't command, maybe won't command as much money because uh, he, he was injured a little bit, still a young guy. I think he fits kind of it. So like the deal with Allen Robinson is he's a big red zone target, right? Well, the Colts already have a guy like that with similar skill sets and Michael Pittman. So I kind of would like a guy like Kenny Galladay, who's kind of in between a Michael Pittman and T.Y. Hilton, right? 
who's kind of a nice compliment to both guys. Um, so I would like him. Then on defense, probably Bud Dupree. He's, he's, he's a young guy. He's very talented as well. Um, I would really like to see him uh, sign with the Colts for sure. So those are my two free agents and then draft scenario. Nice. Okay, uh, Jimbo, I'm going to put you on the spot. I know you're not, uh, obviously, you know, we've got, the, we've got Cody and uh, Derek's takes, but what would you like to see the Colts do? I know you've talked about this quite a bit. I, I completely agree with, you know, with what you guys have said, really. I think, you know, if, you, if you're going to, like you say, if you're going to take quarterback, trade up and get your guy you actually want, you know, whether that be Fields or, or Wilson, like you say. And then again, it seems to be Edge is your sort of main need, like a Shaq Barrett, I think, you know, like you say, I completely agree. You've got some money to spend. You can probably bring in one or two 20, 20 million pound players, really. So, you know, if that's what you want to do with your, your cap. Holding number 55, 10-yard penalty. That's cool, guys. I think that's covered our uh, going through the season. So hopefully, uh, you know, I'd like to see you guys back in the playoffs as it was, it was one of our favourite games watching that playoff Buffalo game and the, and the Colts game. So, uh, and you guys have got a good team moving forward. So uh, I think there's a, there's a nice window here for you guys. If you can draft and get a nice guy at quarterback, and uh, have some good guys on the edge. I think I think that this team's put up for a lot of success, and obviously I know you guys agree with that. And I think it's ex- an exciting time for this for this world to be a Colts fan, 100. percent So should we do some uh, way too early predictions for next season then on records? Way too early predictions. Uh, way too early predictions. Uh, <laughs> way 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 too. You know, early I've been, predictions. I know you haven't even Today got a sort back in place yet. But. <laughs> well, we we know we know who the opponents are, and I think this. Uh, yeah. This next season is going to be a little bit more challenging because we're facing a couple more uh, tough teams, especially on the road. I'm I'm thinking ten and six, and I hope on God that that's enough because we went eleven and five this last year and we were the seventh seed. I mean that if that goes to show you how good the AFC is now, I mean you know it, it'll have seven teams that are eleven five or better. I mean. I'm hoping yeah. 10 and 6 is enough. So. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, yeah, like I say, with, um, yeah, the AFC so deep, I think that's why, you know, you look at some of these teams that, you know, you had like team, you know, Miami were very close to getting in last year and they did pretty well coming towards the end of the season. And it's the AFC is so deep in terms of teams that can effectively get into the playoffs and potentially have the potential to win a playoff game. So for you guys, yeah, 10 and 6, 11 and 5, I think, uh, yeah, there's a, uh, like you say, hoping knock on wood it'll be enough because it, it seems like the AFC just keeps on oozing these talented teams at the moment. Yeah, tell me about it. I think the thing was when we did our, <laughs> our preview for the playoffs, all the AFC quarterbacks were so young as well, so young, and you know it looks yeah. like it's going to be strong for a number of years going forward. Uh, what about you, Cody? What's your sort of prediction? Mm. I think it really depends on who the quarterback is, and I know it's thought answer but I'll say like if they if they get like a proven guy like a Derek Carr I think 11 wins is is fair um but if they go for a rookie quarterback I think nine to ten wins is where I'm going to go just because not a slant on them but you know it's coming into the NFL it's going to take a little bit of time to get used to some stuff Uh, I still think they'll be right in their wild card type of team if they do get one of their guys right their rookie quarterback you know if they do trade up like we hope they will uh, I could see them being anywhere from a nine to seventeen to a ten and sixteen, somewhere in between there. I think is probably fair. Yeah, I think that's uh, quite fair. I mean, I've got you guys at around yeah. I think between probably a nine, ten wins, and that's really purely based on the uh, the quarterback situation, like you said, um, 
play there because it's literally a case of who is going to be the quarterback is going to make the massive difference. But either way, this team is talented enough to win football games, regardless, even if it is a younger quarterback or an older or an older guy. Like, this team has talent to win games. So, definitely exciting time to be a Colts fan. Cody, Derek, thank you very, very much for joining us. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you. Like I say, it's our first episode hosting the guest. Hope you guys enjoyed yourselves. Uh, hopefully, we'll try and get you guys maybe on another episode at some point in the future. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. Appreciate just it, give man. A shout out to your uh, your channels and everything. Go ahead, Cody. You're good. You're best at this. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, it's titled the Bring the Juice Colts Podcast. So um, really, if you search Bring the Juice Colts or you search just Colts Podcast, we'll be on there on YouTube. We're on all the other, you know, so all the other. Uh, places where you listen to podcasts as well so um, you'll find us there if you type in Colts you type in bring the juice you'll find us there um, for me on Twitter you can find me at CP Felger 55 Derek at Derek underscore larger um, and then at the podcast at BTJ pod so that's kind of where you could find us and Instagram Facebook as well for the podcast awesome yeah sorry guys didn't mean to cut you off completely there good thing uh, Jimbo pointed that out for me uh, you know <laughs> we've got to get, go get a guy here got to make good, sure everyone follow you up guys but yeah um, definitely check their pages out guys uh, great content love the channels and everything you guys have and once again thanks for coming on the show thank you very much yeah thank you thank you guys awesome well thank you very much sisters we'll catch you next time uh, for another episode catch you all guys soon